Welcome back to another episode or part two of my Our Man Trash series. I'm here with my friend. My name's Losh. We went to college together. It doesn't matter. Um, you want to say hi? Hi. <laughs> All right. Cool. And uh, I asked her to be on this podcast for a very specific reason because she's outspoken about this topic. So, you know, I, I want to hear what she has to say about it. And I'm glad that I can give her, if you want to call it a top, proper platform for her to express her views or whatever. But before we start, again, Losh, I just need you to know that this isn't a debate. This is just me asking you questions. And, you know, because, I'm again, I'm neutral. I have no opinion about this topic. So, you know, just a lighthearted talk about it. Nothing too... Oh, sure. Yeah. So, but, so right off the bat, I'm going to... I'm going to ask you, before you say, before you say anything else, I just want a yes or no. Okay. Okay. And a woman, is it okay to say men are trash? Just this, just this, yes or no? You can justify it yes. later. But now I just want a yes or no. Yes? yes? Yeah. All right. Okay. So before we get into anything else, why? Um, I suppose uh, the reason why is because I think there are a few miscommunications based on why certain people who disagree with the statement think men are trash, but we'll get into that later. I, mm-hmm. I'm hoping. But um, from my perspective and as the movement, uh, how it feels about the statement is that we've always wanted to address the bigger picture, which seems to be the privileges that men have and um, what happens when they aren't in check. So uh, it really is about the patriarchy and we wanted to give more of a, um, we wanted to give more of a background on how it oppresses women. So we say things like uh, this statement and Mm. I know how jarring it can be (laughs) hearing it from uh, so, so sudden because this statement started becoming super uh, famous I think about two years ago maybe yeah. and it started circulating on Twitter and I think that um, I can understand why it seems very jarring and disorienting to men um, yeah. the main purpose like the main purpose and I can understand why they are jarred but the main purpose is to address the patriarchy and the privileges that it gives men and what happens when those privileges aren't kept in line. Okay, okay. I think um, I think a few, as a, a man myself, uh, mm-hmm. I think a, in a nutshell, people have problems with women saying that particular statement because, like I said in my previous podcast, it's the equivalent of saying all Muslims are terrorists, where it's not, so that kind of thing. So I think some people just uh, don't feel the need to justify that, hey, you shouldn't say that or blah, 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 because it's like you're saying all, it's like you're saying men are trash, you're saying all men are trash or something like that. But like, I, I feel like when a woman says that, it goes without saying that they don't mean all men or something like that, but yet it's still, it's still, messes with men in general so i guess what i'm asking right now is why do you think men feel the need to correct a woman when someone when a woman says that sentence and 
in the past, I felt no need to justify, like, when someone says it to me, I don't feel a need to, like, hey, blah, 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 because I'm not going to act all righty. I just don't really care a lot. But, like, my previous guest told me that, like, men have, like, a right sort of to be outspoken about it. So, yeah, why do you think men feel the need to just, like, correct a woman with that statement? Does it have to do with, like, an ego thing? Is it a man thing? Or do, they, do you think that they're just trying to, like, I guess you can use the word educate, lah, but, yeah. Um, in my experience, from what I've seen, and I feel like this is pretty much the big picture that the movement tries to address, is that um, it can be very uh, disrespectful to certain men because of how, I mean, men are trash. Like, you're comparing somebody to trash, and it doesn't, it's not really, like, something you like hearing, you know, being compared to mm. garbage. And I can understand why it can be super jarring because, uh, as you said, like the comparison, um, uh, all Muslims are terrorists. And I can see why in their shoes it seems like that. But I think it goes without saying that when we say men are trash, we don't mean all men. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like the simplest way to explain it is we know not all men and mm. i feel like men know not all men that's exactly why they are you know being outspoken about it and there's no problem but enough men you know enough men are uh, um display a lot of yeah 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 okay I, I, yeah i get that that's a good answer. misogynistic <laughs> behavior. Mm. it's not all men it doesn't have to be all men but enough men so much so that 81% of the world um this percentage for women experience sexual harassment at some point in their lives and sexual harassment pertains to uh, words being thrown around um, being told that they're not able to do things being harassed at work so it's much more than just talking about oh you know you call me trash then I can call you a gold digger it's more about addressing the the particular problems that we face at all points of of our lives. So even if you are not a man who um, allows yourself to say things like that because you know uh, how to respect someone else, it's also about what you are willing to allow, especially when it's with your friends. So um, the movement tries to tell you that uh, you might not say those things, but what about the friends that you hang out with? Have you ever heard anybody saying, uh, in your friend group in particular, that uh, they are displaying misogynistic behavior? And did you ever stop them? Or did you just let it slide? So if you are willing to let it slide, and you're willing to still remain friends with them, it shows how much you are willing to allow. And what you are willing to allow is your justification of that act. But that act is hurting other people. But you don't get to see it because you're not in our shoes. That's the simplest way I think I can explain it. Which is, uh, again, like, I, I, I hear you loud and clear and stuff. Uh, okay, so I think I've definitely seen... I'll, I'd be lying if I said, like, I wasn't... I, I've never overheard uh, locker room talk, if you will. And, mm-hmm. and I'd also be lying if I said, like, I never, I, I never try and throw in some slurs and all that just to fit in, if you will, something like that. So, and sometimes it's like, yeah, people just say stuff about women. Sometimes they don't 
mean it at the root of it but again it's like i feel like it doesn't need to be said like like those kind of things you can talk about other stuff and stuff like that. and i've definitely done like or i have not done like just nothing or just sitting there and like just letting it happen and something like that and i also definitely 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 agree with what you say that not all men but enough men do that and stuff because as i said uh in part one i've like i have mom i have mom i have sisters i have a girlfriend and you know my my, my sister's 15 and like she's told me about she's seen men recording her like straight up like recording her and like she's seen mm-hmm. like that kind of stuff and, and she's 15 like so i don't need to i'm not saying i understand but i, I would be an idiot to say that this stuff only happens in the news or something like that because it's happening in front of my own eyes like um things happening to women like this I, i've had i've had i've had uh friends that have been groped that have been you know like um like taking uh have have like men have approached them with like intentions and take no for an answer so they become aggressive about it that kind of stuff and all that so you know it's not i think a, a problem with some men is that they're in denial about that the fact that these kind of things happen right before their eyes which is why they feel the need to uh defend that statement uh defend like their their, their men because in their eyes they are very they're not aware that these kind of things is happening to them and they're oblivious to the fact that um you know like stuff like this happens yeah, like I, I I stuff like this happens like i've had you know stuff like i've had friends that were drugged and that kind of stuff and it happens and stuff like that but i think a big reason as to why men feel the need to defend themselves and say that as uh, to defend themselves is that sometimes they feel that it's not a it's a two-sorted two-ended sort thing it's not just men's fault that me and again before you, say, before you say anything uh, i don't i don't agree with i don't agree with that obviously but i'll let you talk about it so what do you think about people that say that oh sometimes i mean i i i, I don't even like saying it but it's not like um sometimes women put themselves in that situation to be not just raped or this that but like to be called to, to be slurred at to be you know to be treated in such a way and all that and i think uh, something that people need to understand is that sometimes we're not just talking about women being raped uh, as as bad as it can be but there are other maybe even more bigger things maybe even less things that still degrade a woman because yeah the there are, there's more than yeah so um what do you think about just men who think that like you know it's like a women's fault too i think that men okay first of all um these things happen in stages and that's what i want like listeners to understand that nobody is born a misogynist you know yeah. when we say uh, men are trash we don't mean that every single baby born with a penis is immediately garbage mm-hmm. <laughs> that's yeah. not what we're saying it's like i said like in the beginning um i can explain it in a sim- in the simplest way i can find it's like we're trying to address the patriarchy and in like, what that is is okay so as you've said locker room talk right mm-hmm. and you've experienced it and you may have even engaged in it and i think that this is a statement that most men can agree to that they've encountered their friends or encountered their family even um 
saying things that could potentially grade women, it degrade women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Okay. Yeah. So I feel like most men would have had that encounter or would have had that experience, and the reason is, um, we don't have to go back too far. So the reason why you and other young men have encountered these sort of experiences is because. It has been a long-running thing that you know women have been put down, women have been stabbed, and women have been degraded. And it's not just something that goes away just because a bill is passed that women can vote. It's not just something that uh, goes away just because women can work. Mm. Yeah. It, it is something that has to be gradual, which is why in history. Progress has become very slow. Even if there is progress, it's not something that was earned overnight. Yeah, for sure. And, and the reason is, it's more intrinsic than people are willing to admit. It is not just about an educational front, teaching people um, sexual education. It's not just about that. It's also the certain things that are absorbed into a culture, absorbed into a community that runs in the family or in the community for a very long time, which is why we still hear locker room talk until now. But if we were to switch the planes, since some men claim that it's a double-ended sword, would I do not know a single woman who has ever encountered locker room talk pertaining to guys. Sure, like, you know, when we're going through puberty, we're like, oh, he's so hot, like, things like that. But it's never like oh, he's a dishwasher or it's never something degrading that has to do with his gender you yeah, know yeah, yeah. there's no insults pertaining to his gender so there is a disparity there is a difference okay uh, um, I, yeah i yeah. understand what you're saying i completely get what you're saying um just i guess you know it goes down to the fact that ever since forever it's been just the fact that purely because for the reason that uh, men um, are regarded, considered uh, as physically stronger, which is why they can feel, they feel the need to like overpower women and that kind of stuff. And obviously humanity has reached a long way since women not being able to drive in certain states and that kind of stuff. But uh, I feel like it'd be, it'd be naive to say that, um, the way women are treated will will one day be gone forever, at least not in the near future, just because of, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, this, this kind of things still yeah. exist in some parts of the world today yeah. because of the fact that, you know, just, um, yeah, you can go on. It's, it's more than just that, I feel, because I often hear the, um, the debate about developed countries versus undeveloped yeah. countries, or... Uh, countries with greater economy or a greater development mm-hmm. compared to countries that have one-sided economy. Okay, so I feel like this also goes back to the uh, uh, two-ended sword thing. And um, I feel like men who disagree with this statement in particular, mm-hmm. um, many that I have seen, um, try to minimize intentionally or unintentionally i am not sure try to minimize the damages that women have faced throughout history and the debate of developed countries and undeveloped countries always come up um sure undeveloped countries uh you do see like uh, laws are not 
our laws are not passed to protect women in any way. So definitely uh, men go out of their way to, you know, do the most harm. Like we can see in certain areas, like they're being stoned to death for wearing what they choose to wear. And even though that that is super normal in Malaysia right now, even if it is super normal for me to wear like a crop top, it's impossible for certain women in certain countries. But what happens to the plight of women in developed countries who do face sexism though? I feel like men who refuse to understand that this debate does not center around more personal ego. You know, it's not supposed to um, judge you based on your habits or your masculinity. Mm. We're just trying to get rid of the toxic masculinity that exists. We are saying that not everything about you is bad. We're just uh, we're just addressing how um, certain certain things that have been done throughout history have made an impact on the way that you yeah. think. And that is why you can still involve yourself in locker room talk, even if you don't want to mean it, you, even if you don't mean it, just because you feel like it's okay. So it goes back to the double-ended sword thing. And the plight of women in developed countries is that they may not you know, face the extent very obviously, which is why I say there's more than meets the eye about things like this. It cannot be dumbed down just to one, um, just to one factor. It's definitely not just not being able to drive. It's definitely not just not being able to vote. Those are huge things. Those are the things that we've worked for. Those are not things that were given to us. We've worked for it. But for the women in developed countries, their problems didn't become smaller. <laughs> They've become um, much more secretive in a way. Rape cases still yeah. happen. It's just that perpetrators get smarter about it. And um, voyeurism still happens. They just get smarter about how to hide themselves. Um, catcalling and uh, the harassment that they face at work or maybe the kind of de- degrading that they face from their own families when they are growing up. Um, an example, if uh, if I can, is uh, in in my culture, at least, you can see that parents in Malaysia, mm-hmm. Indian parents, they definitely want both their sons and daughters to have the same quality of education. Yeah. Definitely. Um, for the son and daughter, I bet the both of them, like both parents, want their kids to go to law school or medical school equally. Yeah. You know, they'll give the same amount of money if not more, they'll give the same amount of um, support, financial support. So you cannot say that these parents do not want the best for their daughter as well. You cannot say that these parents aren't developed or you cannot say that these parents are uneducated. However, in these families, such as my family, why is it that I can be educated and I can have the right to choose what I want, but my culture thinks that it is not okay for girls on their periods to go to temples because we are impure. And that is something that even modern parents still hold through today. So they tell their daughters not to go to prayers, not to go to temple, not to walk for Thaipusam. And even if this may seem like a petty uh, Asian parents are just so strict yeah. kind of thing, it's not. Because you wouldn't say this to your son, would you? <laughs> okay, okay. Um, 
before we talk about the when you really talk about the about the going to the temple and all that and stuff. Uh, okay, actually, let's talk about that now. Um, it's also a common thing in uh, not common. It is a thing in um, Islam. I'm I'm a Muslim. Um, where women on their period can't pray, can't fast, and all that, and uh, because it's impure and all that. And I don't know. I just don't. I don't. I don't. I don't like. I don't know anything about it. I just know that it's because it's impure and all that. So I don't really have an opinion about that. But I definitely get what you're trying to say uh, about that and all of that. And uh, it, it's also, I've definitely seen scenarios where, let's say, you know, son and daughter, and the parents would more mm-hmm. so try to get the son to progress further in terms of his education or maybe support him more and all that because they feel that like a man should go out and like be man of the house kind of thing. Yeah, you know I'm trying to say it? like they feel that, like amongst the yeah, son and yeah. daughter, the, the the son should be the one that you know, it doesn't mean that they don't give the daughter assent. It just means that men people will always have this view that uh, yeah prioritize will always have that view that the man is be prioritized because the man is the one that should be leading a family or that kind of stuff and all that and we can we can we can talk about that all all day and whatever but uh i want i want to move on but okay so why do you think uh as you said before misogynistic behavior doesn't come out from the womb uh why do you think um how do you think that these kind of things develop because i feel like no no i feel i feel like it should be common knowledge that you're a kid will adapt and 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 suck in all the environment that he sees around him so it goes without saying that what is mm-hmm. what the kid is exposed to you know like develop in his brain but parents are not exactly in a common situation parents are not exactly raping each other in front of the kid and like the kids say oh this is what i have to do so how do you think that we don't have to talk about rape but it can just be toxic masculinity and how do you think that ego and degrading women and you know men being stronger how do you think that develops in a young little boy i feel like so since um in this current age i feel like that's the that's the biggest argument that men make like oh you think i was born misogynistic and no and I think that the reason these sorts of misogynistic behavior develops is okay so take a look at uh, a son yeah. in a family right let's say that he's born into a developed family let's just give the best possible um situation and we'll see how he can learn misogynistic be- behavior still so let's say he is born into a developed family and he could be the first born he could be the the final child it it couldn't matter less so his parents they might might be super educated they might tell him that you know what you give everybody you see the respect even if they are rude or even if they're mean you you give all of them common respect you know which is what i think most yeah. parents do give everybody common respect don't just lash out so he's going to learn that respect should be given but as he grows older it's not just about what he hears which i feel like is what 
men get wrong all the time. It's not about hearing your father say, oh, you know what, let just, let's just let your mother cook in the kitchen. Uh, we don't need to go and help her. Only women work in the kitchen. It's not just about hearing. It's also about seeing. For example, in many families that I know that are developed, the father wouldn't even move an inch help to in the go kitchen, and... Um, that kind of stuff, I mean. Uh, yeah. Not even help, maybe. Maybe the mom... The, the mom of the family will serve him rice, will serve him his dinner, and he doesn't even mm. have to move an inch. So it's that is all right, I guess. Maybe that's the culture in certain families. But what happens when the mother is seeking help and the father is just blatantly, like, you know, ignoring her? That is how you understand behavior. That it's, it's not just hearing, it's not just seeing, it's experiencing it and seeing certain behaviors that you may not recognize just yet but as you grow older you'll realize and you'll look back at and you'll think hey wasn't that a bit rude wasn't that a bit mm. rude for him to do and um okay so that's when the parents show certain behaviors what about when he goes to school and not everybody is raised the same way but let's say all of them have developed families. And see, the problem is, this is why I say that um, sexism cannot be solved overnight. It's not just about education. It's not just about raising your child. It's also about the environment that they are forced to um, be open yeah. to. Because you cannot control every variable in their life. If you raise them right, and they go to school with a boy or a girl who has... Um, certain beliefs that are, you know, could be untrue, could be about religion, could be about this, could be about anything, they are going to have in their mind that this is somewhat normal. It gives normalcy to a very yeah. controversial topic from young. So that is why little boys, um, I can hear them saying, or little kids, I can hear them saying maybe racist things, maybe sexist things, because they do experience it themselves. And even coming from younger girls who think that they are nothing compared to their older brothers, which I have seen, and it's actually quite sad how they are um, conditioned from young to believe that. As they grow older, obviously, the situations become much more stark, much more um, intense, much more dangerous. Yeah, um, yeah. Perhaps you're peer pressured into, you know, being able to uh, understand catcalling, maybe. Maybe you just see your friends doing it and you're like, yeah, this is normal. See, I really do not blame kids or teenagers who go through these phases because I feel it's necessary yeah. for you to make these mistakes. But when you make these mistakes, please okay, let okay. people okay. educate so you, do you otherwise. Think, uh, because, as you said, it's kind of impossible to avoid, you know, because you can't control every variable in a child's life. And, like, regardless, as a, as a, as a yeah. boy who's been to school, I can vouch for the fact that, you know, the moment I entered school, my whole life changed in terms of, like, whatever I was exposed to. And there's, like, so many people. It doesn't have to be one person. It could be other people, blah, blah, blah. So it's inevitable that you will hear a, a dude say like ah oh, man fuck this bitch like something like that you know like like uh, calling women bitches and so whatever but um so yeah if in in your opinion and if you could do anything about it and you know let's just say all the money in the world you have all that so what how slash what would you do to overcome this yeah 
like overcome this view in people's mind that like this is the way it's done like cat calling is normal and stuff like that and like you know what what do you think can be done to at least at least like change a few views change a few heads about their views about this kind of stuff you know because obviously you can't teach a seven-year-old like, hey, but like in the more teenage adolescence young adult phase yeah Mm, I guess the I guess at the very basis of it the thing that I would do would be um I would try to I mean if I had all of the resources in the world I would try to balance the grounds that both kids stand on like for example in a class you can see a huge difference in a class of students like for example a class of 20 students um especially when it comes to classes yeah. where there are more guys and yeah. less girls. Yeah. I'm sure you've been in classes like that, right? Um, my Under my observation, I've seen the girls get kind of drowned out unintentionally or intentionally by men yeah. who... No, like kids, you know, uh, uh, boys who tend to raise their voices a little louder or maybe they are a little bit more vocal in class my effort would be to encourage them to be able to say say how they feel and um just behave in a way that is normal for their age because in in i feel like this movement addresses the fact that girls grow up a lot earlier mm-hmm. than boys especially since our puberty is earlier but nobody tries to see that as a good thing you know nobody tries to say that oh she's she's growing up a lot earlier than you she's going through puberty earlier than you she's probably going to have more leadership skills she's probably going to understand things better people see a girl going through puberty as just the physical Mm. and it's just all about you know breasts and ass and i think that it's it's funny how when a boy goes through it, he's, oh, his voice is getting um, um, deeper. He's probably going to think much more maturely. It's going to be very good for his family since he's going to be able to, like, you know, have intellectual conversations. People don't usually say those things yeah, about it's a girl in her like teenage phase. So I yeah, think on, that sorry. I would... Yeah, so it's more so, like, addressing... Um, addressing teenage, female teenagers as if they were a burden, you know? And that's why they, the culture, I feel, uh, tells them that they're impure or they believe that they are impure or maybe they are whiny and they call themselves bitches. I've seen this happen before because they feel like their emotions are invalid. And I can understand when men say that uh, women are more emotional, women are more vocal about certain things, but they really do not see the bigger picture where when women are more vocal, mm, it's because okay, they've okay. been forced uh, to be. Okay. As we're know? approaching an end here, um, it's very common to for dudes, for men, whatever, to see, to when they see a woman that's being very outspoken and not soft like not like he he with the skirts and all that but this is stereotype love but it's like when they're not girlish and when they're outspoken and like uh like you know like very hmm. confident and all that to for for men to consider them as bitches so 
Yeah. Or like, ah, uh, man, she's just, you know how she is, like, that, like, ah, uh, she's so irritating, but it's not, it's, it's not that because it's not, it has something yeah, to do I with would the know. fact that I she's would. annoying or something. Sometimes it's, the person isn't even annoying. It's just the fact that she's not, I'm not saying she's like a tomboy. I'm saying that she's like, yeah. she's a normal girl. It's just that she's very like, you know, didn't stuff, um, didn't stuff. So how do you think, what is your opinion about that? About men, in a nutshell, basically men saying that, you know, outspoken girls. I'm not talking about girls that are like, laugh out loud. I'm talking about like girls that like, you know, like feel the need to, you know, talk like, 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 not, like you said, it's not in the, yeah you can yeah you can say that but like in a like myself way, like girls like myself? don't feel the need to voice out in a classroom because they're being drowned out but sometimes it can be considered that a girl that actually does that it's like oh look at her she's so irritating sometimes they don't have to say bitch sometimes they just consider this person annoying but it's not because of anything she's just yeah. being a normal human that but again because people have this misconception in their eyes that girls should be soft-spoken and just listen and stuff like that so what do you think about that I feel like you've just summed up misogyny in a nutshell, like yourself. Um, a, a good job, actually. You, you, it's a really good explanation. So this is mm-hmm. what we call um, systemic oppression. Like I've said, there's more than meets the eye about this topic. And it's not mm-hmm. just not being able to drive. It's not those laws being passed. It's also how misogyny has transitioned into these very mm-hmm. itty-bitty factors, the nitpicking ones, that men don't seem to see for the first time, which is why they, you know, they minimize the impact of this movement. Um, so as a girl, who, exactly how you've described it, um, being that girl for most of my life, I think that, uh, and, and the other girls around me, I think that plenty are being discouraged from having a personality. It's not about being outspoken. It's not about being like, you know, like a know-it-all. That's not our intention. It's just we have a personality that is not expected from girls, especially growing girls. You would not expect it from your mom because she doesn't show traits like that. You would not expect it from your sister because she is not allowed traits like that. So when you go and see girls who are actually outspoken, Probably the the yeah. male uh, the male genders who I mean the male gender feels a little threatened by the way that they are expressing themselves because they are not used to it and I've heard that myself so many times like feeling threatened is a good sign that you have mm-hmm. a mentality that is very backwards and I think that many men. Um, take this opportunity to just um, take the piss out of women sometimes. So they say like, oh, you're so outspoken about certain issues. Do you not think that men go through these things as well? So like I said, it's not always a double-ended sword. The reason why this movement exists is not to drown Mm. the voices of men. I mean, go ahead, right? This 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 is free world. Do what you want, like you've always been doing. But is to amplify the voices of women and you might not be able to even understand the concept of oppression if it weren't for women actually standing up. So I think that for male victims, especially male victims of like sexual assault, sexual offenses, um, men try to use them as like a bait, you know, they're like, oh, you care so much about your movement. What about the men who get hurt by women? It was 
really never to drown their voices. It was also to amplify their voices and um, to bring together the entire, um, everybody who is aware of this, to understand that there is extrinsic and intrinsic factors that affect us. And okay, we okay. should be and able this, to educate ourselves uh, about You know, so, like, yeah. we can go about this for hours and stuff like that. Look, I mean, we've already... We've just talked for more than half an hour and stuff. Yeah. But uh, in con- conclusion, it's just never okay. Before that, before that, what do you think about uh, what do you think about uh, men having an opinion about a woman getting an abortion? My my opinion might be as controversial as can be, but I think that they should not have an opinion. Point okay, wait, like before, that, before that, before that, before that. See, I feel like people because, often... Um, before, in my previous... What if... Because I think sometimes uh, men can't have an opinion because they're... Like, because people assume that they're not going to be involved. And what if uh, the dude genuinely wants to have this kid and the mom can be out of the picture or not out of the picture? Because let's say that that... Let's say that the, the father, he wants to raise this kid because he feels like, I can't go through with abortion because it's like killing a person and whatever, whatever. So it's not that he's like being like all aggressive about it. It's like, I just like, I don't know. Like I want to, I, I want to take responsibility for my actions by taking care of this kid. And you don't have to be in it if you don't want to be. But again, that's like an opinion. He's, he, he has an opinion about what this woman, this woman has to do with her body. So what do you think about that too? So don't, so when you give your answer, don't just think about men who's like, no, I don't want you to, I don't want you to have this baby. Just get an abortion now. And, like I'm talking about also men that genuinely want to have this because they just can't live with themselves with the consequence of like killing a child if you will see that's the thing though um uh, I was uh, yeah I was thinking about those men too and in my mind I feel like it's not that different um, couples especially I mean if you if you were going through this and you were communicating about what to do then you would actually be uh, a couple right? you are going through the possibilities and you're thinking about what to do and let's say that the women does want to go through with like you know um, an abortion and the man is more than willing to take responsibility of her and the child I still think the bigger say is towards her because sure, you're able to give as much money as possible, as much emotional support as possible. But at the end of the day, the person's whose brain chemistry is changing, the person whose body is changing, yeah. it, it lies on the woman. And pregnancy is not just pregnancy. It's a huge risk, you know? And I feel like you cannot bribe any person to go through such a physical risk just because you feel the need to preserve life according to your opinion. I feel like you should value the opinion of the person who is actually alive and talking to you over there and expressing their concerns and telling you that this is something that they really don't want to go through and you cannot make someone go through that just okay, because so you can support them. Men should have very little, if not at all, like an opinion about that, which is not wrong. I, 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 I'd say I agree with that because... You know, it's a woman's body, and pregnancy pregnancy is not like a walk in the park. Yeah, they're but, not. Uh, let's end it here because again, yeah. I have a lot more to ask actually, but 
it's I don't want I don't like too long stuff. But anyways, thanks for you've definitely given we've definitely had an intelligent conversation and you know it's it's been like forty minutes plus so like and I didn't really feel it so it just you know it's a very I hope people hear what you're saying that you're not saying that you know like oh we can say men are trash or something like that but I guess it goes back to yeah not all men are trash but enough men are you know certain way that we can't have the right to say it, which again I can get behind but again I'm straying off again but anyways thanks for coming on the podcast yeah. and yeah I hope I hope I'm glad that you got a chance to like properly express your yourself all right thank you thank you so much